is a family of multi-centre randomised controlled trials testing external compression devices. Examples are stockings and intermittent pneumatic compression for deep band thrombosis prevention in acute stroke patients. In 2009, Clots investigator Professor Martin Dennis released surprising results from Clots 1 at ESC, which tested whether graduated compression stockings reduce the risk of DVT after stroke. Clots 1 and 2 have both now been released, and IJF spoke to Professor Martin Dennis, Professor of Stroke Medicine at the University of Edinburgh, about the results and Clots 3. Dr Dennis, thank you very much for speaking to the International Journal of Stroke. Before we begin, could you please outline this third part of the trial, both aim and design features? The CLOTS trial is aimed to evaluate the effectiveness of external compression in preventing deep vein thrombosis after stroke. This question is important because there's a lot of controversy about the use of pharmacological agents such as low molecular weight heparin in stroke, where trials have shown that although it may prevent the risk of DVT and to a lesser extent pulmonary embolism, the use of these drugs is associated with an increased risk of bleeding both into the brain, which is obviously very serious, and in other parts of the body. So there doesn't seem to be a huge net benefit from using um, pharmacological prophylaxis in stroke patients, even those with ischemic stroke. Therefore, external compression is attractive because it's less likely to have serious, uh, serious complications such as bleeding. However, when we started to look at this area back in the late 1990s, we looked at the evidence for use of graduated compression stockings first. And most of this evidence came from small randomized trials performed mainly in surgical groups of patients. If you put all of those trials together in a meta-analysis, such as the, like one that Roderick and his colleagues did it, did, it did suggest that stockings were associated with a reduction in risk of DVT of around two-thirds, which is very encouraging and is very effective. However, those are all in surgical patients. Now, in stroke patients, unlike surgery, you don't know when the patient is going to be immobilized. There's often a delay in applying the stockings. In surgery, you put them on before the surgery. In stroke, you have to put them on maybe a few hours or even a day or two after the patient has become immobile. And by then, it may be too late to prevent a DVT. Secondly, our patients often have coexistence problems such as peripheral vascular disease and diabetes, which increase the risk of complications of stockings in particular problems with ischemia of the legs and, and pressure ulcers. And thirdly, because the patients are relatively immobile, maybe confused, it may be more difficult to keep the stockings on in stroke patients than in surgical patients who are able to manage the stockings themselves. So there are a number of reasons why we thought that stockings may be less effective in a stroke than they might be in surgical groups. And therefore, we thought a trial might be justified. We then looked at practice across units and across countries and found there was wide variation in the use of stockings. And this variation to me is unacceptable because if stockings work or don't work, we should all be either using them or avoiding them. And wherever there's wide variation in practice, it seems sensible to establish the best evidence and for everybody to do the same thing. 
So that was really the reason why we, we got into this area and we started up clots trials number one and two. Could you please summarise those results from clots one and two? Yes, well, clots trial one compared the outcomes, that is, uh, the occurrence of proximal DVT, in patients treated with long stockings or above knee stockings versus no stockings. We published that last year and established that there was no significant reduction in the risk of DVT associated with long stocking use. Clots trial number two, which uh, enrolled about 3,000 patients, um, compared the proximal DVT rate in those treated with long stockings versus those treated with short stockings, and that established that the rate of DVT was lower with long stockings and short stockings. Some people have had some difficulty putting these two results together, but I think what they mean is either that short stockings may actually cause DVT, maybe by causing a tourniquet effect around the knee, or, and I think this is probably more likely, that trial one and underestimated the benefits of long stockings a little bit, and perhaps they have a small, although clinically insignificant, effect on the risk of proximal DVT. However, I think the bottom line is that stockings are a relatively ineffective treatment in stroke patients, and we need to look for other interventions which may be more effective. Were you surprised by these results? I think many people were. I think uh, in many countries around the world, stockings um, had been uh, the mainstay of DVT prevention in stroke patients. And certainly for many of the clinicians I've talked to and have corresponded with, they were very surprised by these results. However, I'm pleased to say that uh, many people have now changed their practice, and I know that quite a lot of national guidelines now have withdrawn their recommendations that uh, graduated compression stockings should be used in stroke patients. Is that a slow-moving worldwide trend? We haven't been able to measure how effectively uh, it changed actual practice, but we are aware that guidelines in a number of countries, certainly in the United Kingdom, now explicitly mention graduated compression stockings as to be avoided in stroke patients. You mentioned that other clinicians were surprised by these results. Were these the results you were expecting? No, uh, uh, my expectation would be was that graduated compression stockings may well work. Um, we hypothesized that long stockings would probably be better than short because most of the evidence in, in surgery came from trials of long stockings. In fact, if one looks at any evidence of the effectiveness of short stockings in any group of patients, there just isn't any. And indeed, if you look at the trials comparing long versus short, in, stroke, in patients other than stroke patients, it suggests that long stockings are likely to be better than short. So I was surprised that long stockings didn't work at all, didn't work uh, to a clinically useful um, extent, but I'm pleased we've now found that out because it was uh, exposing our patients to an ineffective and actually harmful treatment. Um, our best estimate is one might have to apply stockings to at least 50 or 60 stroke patients to prevent one proximal DVT. 
and that's quite likely to be asymptomatic, but one only has to apply the stocking to maybe 35 patients to cause one of them some harm uh, by causing them a pressure ulcer. So hopefully we've improved the outcome of our patients by uh, demonstrating the ineffectiveness of this intervention. So I imagine that's the take-home message for clinicians. Yes, and one has to remember that if one takes all the many, many millions of patients being admitted to hospital each year in the world with a stroke, 60% of them are probably immobile, and therefore the results of the COPS trials 1 and 2 apply to millions of patients each year. So what are the next steps now for clots? Well, obviously this leaves us uh, in a difficult position. Without a proven treatment, before, before, uh, without a proven treatment for reducing the risk of DVT, which in the FLOX trials we've shown occurs in at least 10% of patients. So we've looked at the evidence for other forms of external compression, and uh, we're looking now at intermittent pneumatic compression, where there are sleeves which wrap around the legs, uh, fixed with Velcro, and are then inflated to, to squeeze the legs uh, intermittently. This greatly improves blood flow. And again, quite a lot of randomized, small randomized trials in patients with surgery have shown a definite reduction in DVT. There are a couple of small trials in stroke patients which together uh, show a trend towards improvement, which isn't statistically significant, uh, so this looks quite a promising intervention, not one that's widely used in many countries. Certainly in the United Kingdom, intermittent pneumatic compression is only used in surgical patients and in intensive care units. I know in North America, it tends to be used more in stroke units, but as I've said, there isn't strong evidence to back this up. And I think if we're hoping to find a treatment which can be widely applied across the world, we need robust evidence to prove its effectiveness. The CLOTS trial number three is really identical in design to CLOTS trials number one and two. Um, we randomize patients between intermittent pneumatic compression or not, and then we screen them with ultrasound to look for proximal DVT. And hopefully, when we've enrolled two or 3,000 patients over the next three or four years, we'll be able to demonstrate that this is an effective treatment You've just been listening to Martin Dennis, who's Chief Investigator of the Clots Trial, speaking to Carmen Lev Jenkins, Managing Editor of the International Journal of Stroke. You can learn more about the Clots Trials at www.clotstrial.com. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication for the World Stroke Organization. Consider becoming a member of the World Stroke Organization and fight the burden of stroke. You can find more International Journal of Stroke multimedia at YouTube on the International Journal of Stroke YouTube channel, Facebook and Twitter.